All right, this week we're diving into another set of the interviews about newish databases. This is Sam Lambert, CEO of PlanetScale. What are some things that, you know, maybe a developer who doesn't interact with databases on the daily at the level that you guys do? What are some of the things that you would start to talk about when wanting to educate people on the types of, I would call them like physical challenges that you face running a performant database? Like, and I'm thinking like, you know, the IO things, the 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 RAM things, you know, stuff like that. What what are some of the things that you, you folks need to consider? Or or things that like a normal computer person who knows a lot about computers might not even like think about that is a challenge that crops up. Yeah, that's a really great question. You need to think about ultimately why certain people that are running massive operations do it one way and why a different tool is trying to present you magic that just seems too good. It's like too convenient. It's like there's certain databases technologies out there they have these demos and whatever there where they're like write your data in new york and it magically shows up in singapore and you can do all and like yeah i mean at a very low scale at a very low transaction rate all of those things are possible and then that really starts to break down when you realize that latency is uh very difficult to get around i mean the speed of light is fixed it's not going to get any faster you can only send data across the country or across the world at a certain speed. And then if you're writing your applications to act as if the data is all magically available around the world and is strongly consistent that way, then you're going to, you know, you eventually end up in a really nasty eventual consistency problem that your application is not set up for. And debugging that is agonizing. Debugging that is extremely difficult. So you've got to ask yourself where the magic comes from at the cost of what. And for example, in the early days of Mongo, they used to benchmark way better than MySQL. You found out that the data never made it to disk, and that's why. And then you would find when, when you lose half of your data uh, you and your business is in trouble, you've now paid the trade-off, right? And so it's database design is very, very difficult, and it takes a very long time to mature a database. And if you are running on a non-mature database, you are their you are their experiment. You are your data, your business is their uh, is how they are learning and building to mature. And it's whether you want to stand on the shoulder of giants or be someone else's kind of test case. And what do you think that like this general trend that we're seeing now, where I'm um, like Cloudflare as an example, right? You can kind of get things cached and distributed among the edge. You have great AWS offerings of replicating, like you said, something in Singapore, boom, it's already there. You don't have to do much. We have this like new screen layer, I guess, so to speak, between like the developer and the actual mechanics, the steam pistons storing and moving your content. Do you think that this poses like a risk, I would say, to the the integrity of the systems that are going to be cropping up over the next decade? There's extreme potential risk. There's ex- there's great potential for upsides as well. That's where it's a really big developer experience problem at the end of the day, right? So we want to create a database that feels magical, feels easy to use, feels awesome. But at the end of the day, it doesn't want to betray you. B- betray you. It's a database, right? It has to show you when you're doing things that are suboptimal or eventually going to lead you down like a dark path. We think about it as like a cake mold. The uh, the the database the the, de- the constraints the database gives you is is going to shape the application that kind of gets baked into it, and you have to take that really really seriously because if there isn't a really smooth graduation curve as scale starts to come up, 
it's going to hurt in the long run for folks. So it's uh, the world is getting better and more distributed, and that is awesome. What you distribute is a really key sort of part of the design. And Cloudflare are doing, and all of these companies are doing amazing stuff. Uh, and you can create, you know, caching data at the edge, fantastic. Do you need to write data at the edge all the time? No, because that's a much harder consistency problem to deal with. And at the end of the day, you probably have a hundred to one, maybe even a thousand to one ratio of reading to writes. So does it really become pragmatic to solve the writing at the edge problem? Could, could you just queue it back? Could you just send your write to a more central location like most people do? Yeah. At the end of the day, once you've terminated SSL close to users, you've gained a huge chunk of the performance improvements you're ever going to get by distributing things. If you go to the full degree of everything is fully distributed, your database can write at the edge in all of these nodes, you probably have massively over-optimized based on where your users actually are and, and what their constraints are. Right. I mean, writing on the edge, you're paying big bills to do that. I mean, you're basically taking your service and replicating the actual push the on button functionality in a bunch of places. And you're, yeah, you're going to be paying for it. Um, And your users don't, don't, and no one, no company out there is that global. I mean, Amazon's serving most most of their users in the world from one region. Same for loads of other major deployments. It's not, no one's traffic is that evenly distributed around the globe that it's worth spending all that time on. Yeah, unless unless you um have the um audience that is so impatient that if your website doesn't load in five seconds they leave. But <laughs> I think ninety nine point nine percent of applications you'd be fine just serving it from anywhere. The, the internet's fast enough, so um yeah, correct. People take it too far. People just go too far. I mean, it's just it's the same way everyone wanted to spend their time breaking their app into microservices and doing all this stuff. It's just over-engineered. Where when there's billions and billions of market cap from Ruby on Rails apps that just talk to MySQL. I mean, you can you can there is another path. There's a you know, I was talking about uh I don't know if you remember the kind of there was a choose boring technology movement where people were just talking about building on basic foundational tech that can take you very far. I mean, it kind of needs to come back. We're we're at this massive expansion again and it's gonna and it's gonna crumble down there's gonna you're gonna start seeing all the i bet my business on this tool and it let me down and we'll go back to normalcy it happens all the time do you so what are some of the ways that you think and you believe that planet scale is taking these topics we're talking about and finding a happy medium for the largest like subset of people because yeah I, I personally like when i go look at these services there's some that are either like super hands-off and magic-y or it's like i'm writing pure sql management scripts <laughs> so yeah how do you position yourself yeah you're, yeah right like yeah it's in between right so like yeah you you know use amazon rds and you're setting up Mm-hmm. all the cpus and the replicas yourself and doing all this stuff and that's obviously a waste of your time and and most of that can be handled for you and that we hand like plant scale that can easily manage those things for you um yeah we try and we really want to be the best database to start your company or your project on um because it's easy to use development environments are handled with branching you can do schema change seamlessly you can collaborate against the database the cli is super simple and easy to use but when your company becomes successful, we want to be able to take you out to the scale that our customers operate now. And that's unusual. There's no database that really has the range, right? The ones that 
are really fun and easy, like no schema, no rules, no parents, whatever. Though, though, you know, Firebase is, is like, yeah. Correct. And then, and then people really struggle and everyone has to migrate off of Firebase. Our vision is that that, that, that common sad story of migrating off your first database or from Postgres or wherever is um, we end that story with PlanetScale. And in the long run, you just get so much more for buying in and building against it. And uh, that, that's how we want to do it. That's the vision. So I feel like a big reason of why people move off, it really comes down to money too. It's not just an operational thing. And, and how that model interacts with your customers is going to be a big deciding factor. Um, what do you have to comment on about that for people that might be thinking, okay, well, that all that sounds great, but when I'm running this thing, it's going to charge me the 10x overhead that Firebase charges me for taking data out. Yeah, we we want our our pri- pricing has to scale. When you are scaling, everything is a factor. How easy it is to operate, how much it costs you is a factor, and we want to have really fair pricing. Uh, MySQL is very good and dense and optimized, meaning you can eke out a lot more. I think Pocono moved a customer off of Postgres to MySQL and it cost them 50% less to run the exact same workload on MySQL because it's very dense, it's very optimized in that sense. So we want to make sure that we reflect the same. Obviously, we capture the value of like you don't need to hire anywhere near the amount of staff you need to um, managing plant scale versus RDS. So, you know, we are, there is a value there. But we try and make pricing scale really well with the, with, um, with the workload and try not to be too expensive. And, uh, yeah, it's a constant journey and a mission and we will optimize that or keep being reflected in pricing and, and so what does uh interaction with planet scale look like from the developer's chair? Um, you know, if I were to describe it for Firebase, I would say, all right, well, you know, you got some SDKs, you can write raw queries. There's a few ORM libraries like this at ABC, like, could you give us a quick viewpoint into what it likes to sit in the developer's chair and use planet scale. Yeah. So we, we don't believe long-term that local development is going to exist in the future. It's partly because the world is moving to SAS and like if you've got a highly distributed environment, like it gets very tough to copy that onto your like laptop. Right. And we've all done that. It gets out of date. You don't have Firebase locally. Right. So we, we've come up with a concept and we were the first to come out with this is data branching. So we, we basically allow you to branch your database as trivial and easy as you branch your code base. We believe as soon as you make that Git branch, you should immediately be able to make a database branch that you can connect to it. And that has multiple benefits. It's isolated. You can keep your own data in there. You can keep a copy of the, a different copy of the schema. You can do whatever. And it's and rather than managing multiple versions of the database, if you switch between different environments and you're tearing down, seeding, messing around with the database, that's cumbersome and annoying and always breaks. So we believe in staging and development environments being in the cloud. And you can use that with like code spaces. So you get a GitHub branch. Uh, if you want to make schema changes, now this is, again, this is where the gap has started to close from uh, NoSQL to platforms like us is, you have a schema. Having a schema is a very good thing to do. It's it's optimal. It's the right way. But historically, schema changes have been really tough. So we've made them extremely simple. And you deploy your schema changes like you're deploying code. So we have our primitive call the deploy request. And it's 
very similar to the GitHub pull request. You can create your deploy request. You can show your team the schema changes you want to make. They can comment on it. You can hit deploy. It rolls into production fully online. It doesn't block the database. It doesn't cause queries to fail. It's rate limited. It goes into production. And then if you've done something wrong and you've broken the database, you can just hit undo and it comes back with all the data there. So it's a very developer-centric workflow that is aimed at feeling like your normal developer workflow. And and the database that is extremely powerful is doing the right thing under the hood. By the way, that comment at the end about localhost possibly not existing, that was the inspiration for me writing my end of localhost blog post, which I wrote recently. And I think it's broadly going to be true at the large corps, but then there's always going to be a small contingent of people who are very understandably tied to local development. I also think the comments about the physical limitations of distributing data and how you would just want to think about it on a physics level, like what you're paying people to do and you know where your usage patterns are. Uh, I think those are invariants. But it's interesting to see him, quote, choose boring technology when PlanetScale and Vitesse are very much not boring. They're very hyped. But I think in some lens, they have been very tested and proven. So uh, we'll hear tomorrow from CockroachDB, which is maybe a counterpoint to what PlanetScale and Sam Lambert have been talking about in this episode.